Good morning, good morning. Man, that was good. Man, my name is Pastor Chris, and if this is your first time here, so excited that you are here and believe that uh, God has something for you this morning. If you have your Bibles and you want to open up to Luke chapter 2, it's a, a familiar passage that we've been in for a couple of weeks now. We've been in what we call an Advent series. Um, Advent is a season of preparation for the coming of Jesus, right? It's a traditional, uh, it's a, it's a tr- traditional thing that uh, a lot of churches walk through in the season of Christmas in preparation uh, for the coming of Christ, trying to prepare ourselves, pr- trying to focus. But let's be honest, there are a lot of times when we get uh, so focused on so many other things that we lose sight of what, uh, what this season and what Jesus has done for us is really all about, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's cool. You guys can talk to me. Um, but you're probably sitting here wondering that, that this is Celebration Sunday, right? If you're, if you're new with us, if this is your first time, um, we're actually celebrating something today. Um, we have been uh, in a series a few weeks back called Defining Moments, and today's kind of a celebration, a, a first fruits where we're going to tell you what actually was, has been pledged, committed through our Defining Moments. Uh, uh, initiative for the next two years. You guys ready? All right, all right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And those of you who are new have no clue what I'm talking about. All right. So we went through, we are looking at expanding the building. Obviously, we've been filling up um, two services over the course of the last about year or so. And so we're looking at expanding the building. We stepped into a two-year initiative called Defining Moments. We're asking people um, to, to give um, to help us be able to accomplish the things that God has, has wanted for us to accomplish in the days ahead. And so just really excited about that. So I have four huge numbers to give you guys today. Day, okay? Like, uh, if, if you call Crosswinds home, these numbers, care, you care about these numbers. So here's what I'm really excited about. The first number is this, is that there were, over the course of the last, uh, over the course of the last few weeks, um, and, and walking into the defining moments, there have been 64 new givers. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You're like, why does that matter? Because it matters because people are taking steps to trust God financially. They're, they're taking steps to trust God financially. And if that's, if that's not you this, here this morning and you call Crosswinds your home, then I want to encourage you to begin to ask God, what do you want me to do? You see, because God has given you something and it doesn't matter how little or how much, God just cares that your heart is tied to him. Okay, and not to your money. And one of the ways to be able to do that is by tithing to the church. And so I just want to encourage you to that. But thank you to those who have, are doing that and who have started that. Because what you're doing is you're trusting God. And I I wholeheartedly believe that what you're going to see over the next year is going to blow your mind. Because you've started trusting the Lord with your finances. And so just really encourage that. Second number is this. We have had 100% participation from our staff and leadership. Obviously, yeah, obviously, we, we believe in what we're doing. Don't laugh at that. To be honest, we've actually had some consultants who said that there were churches who didn't have 100% participation from their leadership. Now, that's a problem. But it's awesome to see that our leadership cares about it, believes in what we're doing. This is not just Pastor Chris' big dream. This is a vision that God has given to us as a church, and we're trusting God for the days ahead. The next one is this. There's like 154 commitments that have been made over the course of the last few weeks. 
Yeah, that's awesome. 154 commitments. Those represent a whole lot of people and a whole lot of families, and we're really excited about that. Um, We'd love to add a few more to it. All right, love to add a few more to it. All right. So here's probably our biggest, biggest number that we can celebrate this morning, and that number is 3.34. Yeah. 3.34 in giving to one fund has been committed, has been pledged, and we're just really, that we're anticipating to come in over the course of the next two years, and we're just really excited. We're just really excited about that. That is a huge number for a church our size. It's a huge number for a church our size, and we're just really excited about that. But it also means that we're not done. It still means that there's still work to be done. This is the beginning. This is just the beginning of a two-year initiative. And we believe that over the course of the next two years, we believe that God's going to do even more. And here's what we need to be praying about. We still need to be praying because there's still a miracle left to be done. Okay, there's still a miracle left to be done, and, and we're, excited. we're excited about that. We're excited to see. You see, because in the last project that we did moving into this, we kind of came to the same point. We kind of came to the same place where we needed God to show up, and we believe that we're at that same point right now where we're trusting God for a miracle in the days ahead over the course of the next two years. And so, uh, just as a reminder, if you haven't made a commitment or you haven't turned in your commitment, we'd love for you to do that, and we're just really excited. If you brought your first fruits offering this morning, we would love you can go ahead and put it in the offering boxes. We're not going to parade you down front and let you throw it in a basket. We just believe that you brought it to give it to the Lord, and we're just trusting you. The last thing is God's not done. God's not done. It's really interesting. I was looking at uh, Facebook's really good for one thing. It brings up some memories (laughs) every now and then. Well, good memories. Sometimes it can bring up bad memories. But uh, And one of the memories that I just had a couple of days ago was actually the first day that we moved into this building, and we started a series called God's Not Done Yet. And I believe that that's the exact same thing for us here this morning. But there's one other number that I'm going to celebrate right now. It's the number zero. You're like, what? Zero? Well, zero is what it is today. But what we're going to do is we're going to take the first fruits and count count that. And we're expecting something huge for next week to be able to celebrate as we think about what God's going to do in the days ahead. All right? Is that cool? Awesome, awesome. We're really excited about what God's doing. So let's get into the Word a little bit. Today we're, we're in the third week of, of the Advent series. We're in the third week. I, w- I want to thank, thank Dave who spoke last week. Um, yeah, he did a great job. But I realized real quick I don't like Dave. Because I don't know if you noticed, but Dave stood here for 20, 25 minutes and didn't use a single note. Yeah, I don't like that. He made me look bad, right? He's really good. He's real, I'm like, how do you do that? I mean, he just got things memorized, and I'm just like, he didn't even like look over here. He just like stonewall, man. He's just <laughs> focused. Really, is just really awesome. But I love Dave. Uh, he is a great father-in-law, and there's some other things that I don't like about him, but I won't tell you those this morning. <laughs> They're good things, right? The dude is always happy. Like I told Dave, like he's one of those p- people that he's always happy, he's always joyful, he can always find good in life. And I'm like, man, when I grow up, I want to be like you. Because, I mean, he's just one of those people, and it's genuine. 
That's what I love about it. It's genuine. Some people can be joyfully fake. You know what I'm saying? They try to fake joy. You can't fake joy, yo. And so, so that's what we're talking about this morning. But here's where I want to start. This, I want to start here. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. And in Job chapter 42 and verse 2, it says, I know that you can do all things. Say all things. I know that you can do all things, that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. No purpose of yours can be stopped. No purpose of yours can be changed or altered. That God knows what he's doing. And I think if there's any time in history that we ever needed to be reminded of that, it's now. That, that God's plans cannot be stopped. Not a political party can stop God's plans. Not a president can stop God's plans. Not communism. Not, not the Chinese. They can't stop God's plan. Not, not Muslims. They can't stop God's plan. Your neighbor cannot stop God's plan. Your, your spouse cannot stop God's plan. Your kids, they might think they can stop God's plan, but they cannot stop God's plan. And so he knows what he's doing. We have to be reminded of that this morning. So my question, the first of this is, what brings you joy? What brings you joy? Because John 10, 10 says that I came that you might have life and have it to the full, have it more abundantly. And so understanding that needs to be really important. So what was the joy of Christ coming all about? So we're going to look at Luke chapter 2 and, 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 and the disciples, I mean, we know that Jesus showed up to the, he showed up to Mary, he showed up to Joseph, he showed up to the shepherds, he showed up to the wise men, and he said, hey, this is the coming of Jesus, and they all went to, to celebrate him and to worship him, and we're going to read that in just a moment. Well, what, what was it, what was the joy of Christ, his coming truly all about, at the core of it, at the foundation. I said this a couple of weeks ago. What we have to be reminded of is that we can't think of, of Christmas just as a baby born in a manger, born in a stable with a bunch of animals around it, that the wise men and the shepherds came and celebrated, but we, we can't think of Christmas without thinking about the cross and being reminded of what the purpose, the true purpose of that, and that there is joy. We have the ability to have joy in our life because of the cross. And coming back to the foundation of what this is truly all about. So let's look at Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. We've read it a couple times over the last few weeks, but I just thought it important to read again. Verse 8, and there were shepherds, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I can only imagine. Can you imagine being a shepherd? And, and for, for probably for some years, you've been out into, out into the fields and you've been taking care of the sheep. You've probably never had this happen before. How, how often do we walk through things that happen that we have never had happen before? And can you imagine an angel showing up and saying, hey guys, don't be scared. You're like, what? That's easy for you to say. You're the angel. He said, don't be terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you what? Good news. Good news that will cause what? Great joy. For who? For all the people. 
Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. And so the last couple of weeks we've been talking about Advent. It's a preparation season that we are in a preparation season. We hopefully start, hopefully you started a couple of weeks ago, not only decorating your house, not only buying some presents for your family, but preparing for the celebration of Jesus' birth. Not just celebrating presents, not just celebrating your family getting together, not just celebrating, oh, that you're going to eat some really good food. But celebrating that as, a, as an individual, as a family, you can celebrate the coming of Jesus. The coming of Jesus is what we're truly here to celebrate. So I think that as we talk about joy, the question becomes, what brings you joy? What is it that brings you joy? Because I, I, I probably, if we're being really honest, there are some of you who probably walked in here today and you're not so sure that you're in a season of joy. And to be honest with you, your joy should not be dictated by your circumstances. Your joy should not be dictated by your circumstances. And what I know leads to joy is this. If you have hope in the fact that Jesus came and he died on the cross, and we know that if we've given our life to Christ, that he gives us peace, and guess what peace leads to? Joy. If we have hope and believe, because that was one of the first things I said, you can't have hope without having Jesus. You can't have hope without having Jesus. You can't have peace without having Jesus. And guess what? You can't have joy without having Jesus. And so it's fully understanding that. So a couple foundational things as we look at the scripture, we talk about this great joy, um, even, even given to the shepherds. There are a couple things I want to give you this morning as it pertains to joy. The first thing is this, you were created to live a life of joy. You ever think about that? Like you were created for joy. It's not like God said, oh, I'm going to create, I'm going to create Sally and her life is going to be miserable. Right? He, he put Adam and Eve in the garden, and he said, hey, there's only one tree that you don't need to touch. But there is one tree that's called the tree of life. But then there's another tree, the, the tree of good and evil, and, and I don't want you, don't eat, don't eat the fruit from that tree. Can you imagine? I mean, it's like being in the garden. It wasn't like it was like just a small little garden like what's in your backyard. I mean, it's a big garden. There's a whole lot going on. God created Adam and Eve, put him in there, said, hey, this is the tree of life, and this is the tree that you don't want to eat the fruit of. And guess what they did? They ate the fruit from the bad tree, from the tree of, of good and evil. And so sin entered the world, but God originally created us to live a life of joy. I came, what did Jesus say, John 10, 10, I came that you might have life and have it to the fullest. And so my question this morning is, where's your joy come from? Do you have joy? Did you walk in here with joy? Do you go through seasons of joy? Because what I believe is that we can have joy again, regardless of our circumstance. And we'll find that in, in, in just a minute. I learned a lot about joy this past week. On Friday, my son-in-law calls me, or not on Friday, like on Tuesday, my son-in-law calls me and says, hey, you want to go play golf? 
I'm like, yeah, man, that's a great idea. He's like, hey, let's go Friday. Dave went with us, right? And so it's me, my son-in-law, Randy, and Dave. We're going out to play golf on Friday, and we're going down to this uh, course because we got a coupon down in, down in Calabash, and we get, on, we get on hole number one. And I realize that it's really easy for me to lose joy on the golf course. <laughs> right, right. So, so... Don't hate on my game, okay? So we step up, we step up to the first tee. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, man, you know? I hadn't played golf in weeks, so I don't know what I was expecting, right? If you don't play golf, you're probably going to suck at it, okay? And, and so, I know, y'all don't like me saying that word, okay? I'll stink at it, all right? So I step up to the, I step up to the first tee, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. It is cold. It's like 42 degrees. I'm like, who plays golf in 42 degree weather? And so we're, you know, and so we, I step up to the first tee and I take the first swing and it goes straight, straight into the woods, straight into the woods. I'm like, oh man, great start, right? But it was straight. Hey, listen, listen, my game of golf is always right. It goes right every, every hit time I hit it, right? And so, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling so good, but hey, they're really generous with me. They're, they're, they're a lot better at golf than me, and they just put up with me, okay? They just invite me to make themselves feel better. All right. And so I'm like, I get another ball out and I tee it up and, and I hit it. And guess where it goes? Straight in the woods. Yeah, right. Before, so I'm like, hey, I'll just go up there and drop where I know it went into the woods. I got up to the, where it went into the woods. And guess what? It hit a tree and bounced out. <laughs> Woo! Now I'm feeling real good. It's going to be my lucky day, right? It's going to be my lucky day to go. So I'm, I'm standing there. I'm getting ready to hit, getting ready to hit my second shot. I take back, swing. And guess where the ball goes? Straight. Straight to the woods, right? And so I'm not looking so, so very good. So we're, we're playing golf. I'm not doing all that great. The front nine was horrible. I thought there always is hope because once one nine is over, you got another nine to go, right? You kind of start over. Not really, but, you know, it's my game. So, 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 so we get on to the back nine, get on to hole number 10 and hole number 11. Finally, hole number 12, I've lost my joy. Along with having some words that came to my mind that I'm trying to not let think about, right? And so at hole number 12, I give up. I said, Randy, don't keep my score anymore. I'm done. I realized real fast, my joy got stripped from me. And I'm struggling to have enjoy what, what I'm doing. You're like, what are you, what are you, why are you giving me this illustration? Because we were created for a life of joy and we can't let small things strip us from our joy. We can't let small things, we can't let our circumstances strip us from our joy. We also, if we're not careful, sin can strip you of your joy. Okay? So it's not always our circumstances. Sometimes it's our stupidity that strips us of our joy. And so it's being able to recognize when we're getting ready to make a bad decision. Because when you make a bad decision, guess what? The enemy is stripping you of the joy that God has given you. And so it's being able to recognize when that's about to happen or recognizing after it's happened, hey, I got to go back and I got to make things right because you will not find joy until you've made things right. 
until you've reconciled in your relationship with the Lord, until you've reconciled in your relationship with others, you won't find joy. What you'll do is you'll just continue to run from bad decision to bad decision to bad decision if you're not careful. Because what we like to do as humans is we like to cover up our crap. Instead of digging it up, bringing it up, and dealing with it, a lot of times we just like to bury it. And at some point in your life, that mess will explode. And then you'll look back and realize that there's been a long, a long part of your life where you just lived without joy. There's no hope. There's no peace. There's no joy in a life of sin. Got really quiet in here. So joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. It's not like you just wake up in the morning like, oh, it's a beautiful day. The flowers are blooming. You know, it's going to be a great day. No, you get up and you choose that regardless of whatever circumstance or whatever things are happening, that you're going to choose joy for the day because I believe that joy is an outward expression of what God's doing in our heart. Right? If there's hope in Jesus and who he is and what he's done, if there's peace, regardless of your circumstances, if there's peace in the things that you are navigating, you're walking through, then the outward expression is joy. Why can Dave be so joyful all the time? Because he's really found something in Jesus in every single day, in every single certain, because we're playing golf and Dave's coming up to me. He's like, oh, Chris, it's going to be great. I'm like, shut up, Dave. (laughs) I didn't say that. I wanted to say it. There, there's one thing to saying it, and there's one thing to not saying it, right? I'm thinking it. Of course, I guess if you're thinking it, you might as well say it. But joy is a choice. Second thing is this. Joy can be found in the unexpected. Joy can be found in the unexpected. Can you imagine? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Can you imagine being Mary and the angel showing up to a 16-year-old girl saying to her, hey, you're going to carry the Son of God. And being a 16-year-old, not obviously never having a, you've never had a child before. Not only are you going to have a child, but you're having the Son of God. You're having the Messiah. You're having the Savior of the world. Can you imagine? I mean, I feel, I feel, I feel some pressure and some tension within me just being the pastor of a church. I can't imagine being the mother of the Son of God. Can you imagine? But here's what I love. It's even in that, that Mary was able to find joy in her life in the unexpected. Now, I will say this. There is something to be said about the fact that Mary, the angel showed up to Mary. Right? God showed, God showed up and he said, Mary, because let's be honest, God shows up to us and tells us things at times. But the problem is we don't see it and we don't hear it. Because we're way too distracted. We're way too distracted by the things that are going on in our life. But Mary was able to find joy in the unexpected. And I believe that we have to find joy when life throws us a curve ball. 
in the unexpected. You see, I, I, I read this statement. And I had Logan put it up on the screen. Jewel, which by the way, today's Logan's birthday. Yeah. He's turning, he turned 15 today. Going to be going to driver's ed. So in about a year, stay off the roads. Just kidding, Logan. I love you, buddy. Joy is not the absence of a problem. It's the answer to our problem. It's not the absence, right? So, so just because I feel hope and I feel peace and I feel joy doesn't mean that we're not going to have problems in life. That's just the reality of it. That, that's just life. We live in a broken world. We're broken people. We live in a broken world who walk around with broken people all the time. And there, there are things that, happening, that are happening that some is within our control and a lot of it's not within our control. And the reality of it is, is life's not going to always be great and it's not always going to feel joyful. But the reality of it is, is that joy, there may, there may, it's not the absence of your problems, but it's the solution to your problems. You're like, so then how can I find joy in the problem? By realizing that God has a plan right? He's already got it figured out. And so at the foundation of things, we just have to come to this place in our life where we realize, hey, God's got it figured out. Can you imagine being Mary and just trusting? Okay, God, I'm trusting you. You got it figured out. You got a plan for me having this child. I haven't had sex with my with Joseph yet. And, and you're, you, I'm 16 and you want me to raise the son of God? And I can imagine feeling that, but saying, okay, God, I know you got a plan. And then can you imagine Joseph coming to her and saying, what? He had planned to divorce her. He had planned to, you know, this is not the, what I signed up for. And, and the angel showed up to Joseph and said, hey, Joseph, that, that child in Mary, that's from the Holy Spirit. And Joseph had to say, okay, God, I trust you too. I trust you too. Because God had a plan. And so joy, joy can be found in the unexpected things. Because let's be honest, in 2024, some unexpected things are going to happen. And maybe even over the next couple of weeks, some unexpected things are going to happen. And you're going to have to, de to, to determine, are you going to choose joy and be able to navigate those things? Or are you going to sink back into a place of anxiety and depression? Are you going to choose Joy. God has a plan. Third thing is this, is that we have to turn your fear into joy. Fear is one of the greatest things that will strip you of joy. Because a lot of times when, when, when situations happen, what we do is we, our minds initially go to the worst case scenario. Well, they're probably saying this, or they're probably doing that, or this is probably going to happen, or, or, or this or that. And, and we try and conjure up in our minds what we believe is going to happen or how things are going to, to, to play out. And what happens in, is that that begins to strip us of our joy. Now, can you imagine being the shepherds? They're out in the field. They're doing the thing that they've always done. All of a sudden, the angel shows up to them. And what is the first thing that, that the angel says to them? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. So in the next couple of weeks, in the next year, when all of a sudden 
Something pops up in your life that causes you to all of a sudden be anxious, maybe have some fear. Then you allow your mind to go back to the place that God has a plan and he is in control. God has a plan and he is in control. And that I have to turn my fear into joy. You see, because I believe that joy is the response to that God is in control. When we start to change our mind, our thinking, our processes. You see, but, but here's what I believe. I believe that won't happen until you slow down. And you actually rest in the truth of who God is. We, we, we actually sang that a minute ago in one of the songs. Rest in his promises. You see, because we're in a season where it's go, 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 go. Culture says go, 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 bye, 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 bye. You know, prepare, prepare, prepare. Do all these kind of things. And I believe where we win at joy is by slowing down and resting in his promises. And what we know to be true, that God has a plan and he's going to work all things out for our good. So will you rest in him? Close your eyes with me for just a moment. Will you rest in him for just a moment? Stop thinking about the presents you got to buy. Stop thinking about the food you have to prepare. Stop thinking about work tomorrow. Stop thinking about the major situation that you find yourself in. Stop blowing up the circumstances and making them worse than what they really are and find rest in him. Psalm 1611 says, you, know, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And there are just two last truths that I want to give you. And the first one is this, there's no, there's no true joy without Jesus. If you're here and you haven't given your life to Christ, there's no joy without Jesus. Choosing Jesus is choosing joy. Choosing Jesus is choosing joy. You just rest in the presence of the Lord Almighty right now. Say to him, Lord, give me, give me hope. Lord, give me, give me peace. Lord, let me walk out of here with some joy. Whatever it is that the enemy tried to strip you of, strip you with over the last week or this last year. Settle into the joy that only Jesus 
can give. I think first you got to say, thank you, Jesus, for letting me walk through what I've walked through. (laughs) Right? It's so very different. It's so very upside down from what the world does, man. But Jesus, thank you for the difficult things. Thank you for, for, for just what you're allowing me to walk through right now, as hard as it is, because at the end of the day, at the foundation of it, God, we know that you have a plan. And God, we're going to trust you. Rest in the joy that's found in knowing and in the assurance of knowing that God sent his son Jesus as a baby in a manger to die on a cross so we might have the hope of eternal life. And if you've never said yes to Jesus, say yes to Jesus this morning. God, I trust you. I'm surrendering my life to you. God, I've tried to do it my own way for so long, and now I'm I'm just giving you my life. I'm trusting you. Don't know what's on the other side, but all I know is what I'm sensing right now in my heart and my mind and my spirit. God, that you're calling me into relationship with you, and this morning I'm saying yes to you. Maybe you're here this morning and you would say, hey, I've allowed my circumstances to dictate my joy. And I want God to help me to find joy in the unexpected. God, help. Ask ask him this. Ask God to say, God, give me joy as I walk out of here today. Because I know you're in control. God, we just give you this moment. We trust you. God, give us joy. God, I thank you for what you've done. Even these last few weeks, God, what you've done in your church and what you're going to continue to do in your church. God, how you're going to continue to show up and how you're going to continue to bless and how you're going to continue to speak and how you're going to continue to move. I just celebrate you. Jesus name we pray. Amen. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand with me for just a moment. You know what the response of the shepherds was? The response of the shepherds was to leave the field where they were tending to the flock and to follow the star to where Jesus was and begin to worship and celebrate because they knew that he was the Savior. And so for us to walk out of here with joy this morning, I think it has to be led by a celebration of worship and praise because he came as a baby in a manger, Savior of the world. He died on a cross. He ascended to heaven. And one day he's coming back. And that gives us joy. That gives us joy at the core of who we are. 
So let's celebrate that this morning. Let's sing together.